Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're gonna talk Ted Lasso season one, episode five, Tan Lines, which like is such an odd name for this episode. <laughs> yeah, that is that is an odd name for this like, episode. It, it it is a brief thing that he mentions like when he's telling a story something about uh i think it's his teacher and uh he says something about either that's how he found out about tan lines or that's how he or she had no tan lines or something like that or maybe when his teacher it might have been i mean he has so many of those folksy stories but it's (laughs) in one of his stories and it always throws me because I'm like, no, it's like the family episode, but it's yeah. why is it called Tan Lines? <laughs> I know. Like, and I I have a bad habit of not looking at the title of all the episodes, or maybe it's just because this one is so oddball. I, I just like don't remember it. I remembered last week's, but that was like a favorite. So maybe that was why. <laughs> um, yeah. So ah, this one's going to be. This is going to be tough to talk about. Yeah. Because um, it's such an emotional episode. So uh, before we talk about it, as I always do, I try to find a question in the episode. And the one I came up with was, have you ever met one of your heroes? Oh. Because that's something that comes up. And uh, so yeah. in, in the, uh, the episode, it, it, it comes up one way or another about meeting people that you like idolize. Mm-hmm. So it's actually something that came up in the previous week's episode too with uh, Jamie and Roy. Um, True. So I'm curious. Like you've you've gone to tons of conventions. Um, <laughs> you, like you've you've done all kinds of things. Like even outside of like the world of geekdom. Have you ever met somebody that you like idolize? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that I've maybe met someone I idolize per se. Because like, uh, that's tough. I mean, yeah, because I I do I do a lot in a lot of things, <laughs> and I've definitely. I mean, I met some actors. I, uh, I I was up on stage with an actor do like running a panel at the last minute at this past year's Dragon Con. Oh wow, um, I've not heard that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was that was a story. Uh, it was with uh, Jason O'Mara. Um, oh wow. Couldn't couldn't be a nicer guy. Like literally the nicest person on the face of this earth. I was like, I love you. Like I already loved you, but like I will watch anything you are in now. Oh, sorry, I totally just smacked the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. So I mean, I guess was it for Man in the High Castle? Uh, it was uh, actually no, it wasn't for Man in the High Castle. It so this was kind of like a we. It was a weird thing. I, we brought up Man in the High Castle. We brought up, um, we talked a lot about, he voices uh, Batman on yeah. a lot of the like DC animated stuff. So we talked about that a lot. Um, but he was asked, he was a guest on X-Track, which the whole reason he would be a guest there is they have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so yes. that was the um, the framework 
season and he got to play like three different versions of himself. And so he, I mean, really all I did was like kind of prompt him with a few different questions and uh, he just sort of took it, but yeah, couldn't, couldn't have been a nicer guy. So I guess that comes pretty close because I I was, that wasn't something that I necessarily like chose to do. I was kind of like voluntold that I was doing it (laughs) and uh, he was thankfully super nice. Um, yeah, and he's 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 always like I I don't want to say I feel bad for him, but he's always seemed like right outside of the like gonna be a superstar kind of thing. Like, kind of, yeah. He's in so much stuff. <laughs> he really is, and he's he's such a nice guy. He was like he's so a, sweet. He's a great actor, man. Like mm-hmm. that's like a dude that I've been watching like half my life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember, remember seeing him and uh, like crap in the late nineties and being like, Oh, I really like this guy. And then like, he'll show up every now and then I'm like, Oh, I really like this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And I, I mean, I knew exactly who he was. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like mildly freaking out, but he was, he was very kind. He I would have been hug. like. <laughs> Tell me what it's like to work with Mila Jovovich. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because he was in like one of the Resident Evil movies. Um, that um, I did not know. Yeah. I remember. He was in, uh, God, what was the, oh, she just passed away. The, the, the girl, the girl, the woman that was with Ellen DeGeneres for a while. Oh, Portia de Rossi. No, not no. Portia de Rossi. Um, Anne Heche. Yes, uh, he was in a show with her that I watched that didn't last. It was Men, Men in Trees. Oh, um, I've heard of that. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, he was in, he was in Vegas too, and I I loved yeah. that show. I was and sad when it got canceled. So many people are in that show. <laughs> hmm It was really um, good. So anyway, yeah. So I mean, I I don't know that I like idolized like idolize him per se but that's probably the the closest i've come to like just being absolutely starstruck and having to like engage and interact with the person <laughs> so yeah i i haven't done much of it either like i've met people here and there most of mine would be like comic book creators that most mm-hmm. people would just be like yeah i don't know who that is um i went to heroes con a number of years ago which is just strictly comic book stuff like there's no no actors no like it's all just solely based on the comic book stuff and i met a lot of people um and i met this dude uh this writer artist named mike grell uh l- l- really really popular for his green arrow stuff oh. um and i had this like giant you know those like really oversized comics not like magazine size like bigger than magazine size Mm. that they you see every now and then like they used to push a bunch of them out in the 70s he had done uh art and i'm pretty sure the story for this legion of superheroes and i had bought the book years ago at a uh, uh like a flea market for nothing and i've i've always liked mike grell like just his art his storytelling style and he was doing the signing for um 
it's the heroes initiative that like helps older creators as they retire. And, uh, he had had a line like all day and I, I brought the book cause I knew it was going to be there on the off chance that I could get him just to sign it. And, um, so I just happened to walk by. There's like nobody in his line at this time. And he, he was sitting there like playing on his phone or something. I don't know. So I walked up <laughs> and, you know, of course you pay, but that money, you know, goes to help people. So that's always nice. Um, and I handed him the book and the look on his face was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like like I've been signing Green Arrow comics all fucking day, <laughs> <laughs> like, and th- he's like, I was so young when I did this, and like starts telling me these stories, and spends like fifteen minutes just reading the book <laughs> while oh. I'm standing there, <laughs> <laughs> and cool. just like going through everything. He's like, I don't remember most of this, and just and it was. Like just a really nice moment where I'm not saying I'm like saying nothing. I'm just like I bought it at a flea market, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was just this really, really. Everybody I met at that convention was really nice. I embarrassed myself in front of several creators because um, there were a lot of Deadpool people there, oh. and uh, one of them asked me. Um, something about Deadpool and I was like yeah I really miss him and this character Domino being in a relationship not a big fan of like the the female love interest in the book now and he's like I co-created that character I was like I I actually know that and I don't know why I told you that (laughs) (laughs) so I was like I just I was like really it has nothing to do with the character I just miss that old thing (laughs) yeah you know and like i had to like backtrack it was really funny um he was a good sport about it but uh yeah beating my grail was really really awesome uh i have a i have a regret that i didn't get to meet um so uh george perez is like this huge comic book artist like one of the most like uh, well-regarded comic book artist of all time. I was saying, um, even I know that name. And he passed away last year. He had like lost vision in one of his eyes, and like just had all these health problems. Oh. And so the first Dragon Con I went to, um, I think it was the first one I went to. It might have been the second one. Either way, it doesn't matter. I was at a Dragon Con. You've been <laughs> As there. You are. <laughs> I go down to Artist Alley, thinking mm-hmm. like maybe I'll you know be able to get in line for some people i didn't have any books for anybody to sign or anything um and i was like oh that's george perez's table he's not there i walk just keep walking around and he like i turn around he like walks back to the table there's nobody in standing there waiting in line and so he's just sitting there like drawing and like i could have just went and said hi like, I just, I know you hear this all the time, but <laughs> I am such a fan. Like, you're, like, I, I'm in awe of, of the crap you can do. Like, yeah. he, his art is just so iconic. And 
I was just like, I don't want to bother him. <laughs> he looks busy. Uh, <laughs> I get that. Um, the, uh, the only other one I have is the first big convention I ever went to was it wasn't a Dragon Con. It was like on the other side of Atlanta. It was it wasn't like a Wizard World thing, but it was it was in a like a convention hall. It was up by like the Mall of Georgia. Was it Atlanta Comic Con? Uh, it or, might I think have. That, I don't. That one may not be up that way, but or it could have been at one point. I don't really know. Yeah. But there's that one's like yeah, it's like in a different part of the city and it's at a different time of year than Dragon Con. Yeah, I just remember we had to go past the Mall of Georgia to get there, which I was like, oh my god, I've never even been over here. Um, <laughs> and. The uh, there were a ton of creators there, but the only one I was truly interested in meeting was a guy named Sam Keith, who had mm. created a character called the Max that I was obsessed with. But he had been a Marvel artist for a long, long time. He's actually credited, I think, as a co-creator on Sandman with Neil Gaiman oh, because yeah. he was early art on that book. Um, and he doesn't do a lot of conventions. Like he's a very private person. Um, mostly because I think he just doesn't like he's just antisocial, but not in the like uh, psychotic way, just, <laughs> you know, uh, introvert, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, like his line was ridiculously long, and I waited in line with nothing for him to sign. Um. N- well, no, no I, that's not true. I had a couple of books for him to sign. Um, but he was doing, uh, uh, like, sketches for free. And oh. so, like, I was like, I don't have it. I don't have a sketchbook. I don't, you know, I don't have anything. And these people that were standing behind us uh, were just like, you don't have anything you can draw? Like, a free sketches from, like, a well-known artist is, that's not something you really pass up. And so this dude, like, digs through the comic books he has, pulls out a backing board. He was like, here, just have him draw on this. And I was like, thanks, man. Um, and, like, he he took his time with every single person in that line. At one point, he had to take a break because his hand was cramping up so bad. So he, like, left for 20 minutes, came back, like, had a conversation with every single person. Oh, wow. And, like... I don't even remember what I talked to him about, really. It was, I think it was, like, the Hulk and Wolverine or, like, some dumb shit like that. Um, <laughs> but the Max, which I love. And, like, but I was more amazed that this dude wasn't just, like, I can't do this. I'm going to leave. Like, this is too many people. Like, we kept, we need to cap the line at 20 more people, and I'm done. Yeah. But, like, he, like from start to end he would take breaks but like his line never got smaller and he talked for a good five or six minutes with every single person in the line and that that blew me away yeah that's all i mean that's always cool to see because you definitely especially with like celebrities no matter like what they're a celebrity of like you don't normally expect them to do stuff like that because <laughs> a lot of them don't and that is why they say don't meet your hero <laughs> yeah um which i guess having like comic book heroes it's a little bit like there because there are like celebrity comic book uh um but for the most part most of them are really like 
willing to interact with fans and um i met uh, well i didn't meet i was in the vicinity of uh neil adams somebody else who passed away recently mm. also legendary comic book artist but blowhard like total blowhard Ugh. like like he is just such a pompous ass and like <laughs> thinks so highly of himself or did uh, i hated that he passed away He's a very good artist and did a lot of important things like for creators rights. He actually was uh, instrumental in helping uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster get paid from oh. the the Superman movies and stuff. Oh, wow. Because uh, like when the 78 movie came out, uh, one or both of them were basically living in a shelter. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they were like broke. Oh. So. Um, anyway, all of that to just be, sometimes it's fun to meet your heroes. Sometimes not so much. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, know. I don't, yeah. I don't have any, I'm fortunate that I don't have any truly like bad stories. Like I was so excited to meet somebody and it was just like, you know, such a letdown. So, but I'm not real keen on like meeting a lot of people anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm kind of the same way <laughs> i went a couple of, i think it was in 2019 i uh i spent a good bit of my dragon con um catch there were like four legends actors there so i uh took my i made sure to catch all of them and get um autographs from from all of them and that was pretty cool um i really enjoyed meeting i met tala ash jess and jess mccallan and they they were awesome um they're really cool so I enjoyed those conversations. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, there's so many people I've seen, which I'm sure it's the same way for you. Like walking through like just the celebrity row at Dragon Con, you're like, it's mm -hmm. that person and that person and that person. That. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I just, I, I'm like, I'm not going to wait in line and pay somebody 50 bucks for an autograph or like whatever oh, it is it's a lot so, more these days <laughs> yeah um the ones i the probably ones i regret the most not doing are like one year at dragon con they had like the entire fucking cast of firefly no and i was like no. so like man i like i i would love 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 to do but like it would have been so expensive <laughs> and so time consuming <laughs> oh i did stand love like me nathan fillion though i'm just i stood like five feet from summer glalvo <gasps> and oh my god i like I, w I was i was with my girlfriend at the time but and she probably got so mad at me but i was like <laughs> that's the most beautiful person i've ever seen <laughs> like I don't I didn't even think she, like not knocking her looks or so I think she's fantastic but like I never thought she was like this but like she was glowing she was so pretty I was like she was like a fucking angel like that's insane <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, but I did I didn't talk to her so I did say hey to Billy West once though who's oh. Fry on Futurama I love that guy so yeah um Anyway, oh, and, and met George Lowe for like five seconds, the voice of Space Ghost. I don't know oh. if you ever, ever a Space Ghost person, but I, I wouldn't uh, say I was a, a I was into it, but I know I know what it was, and I I've seen some of it. Oh. He has such a like loud booming voice yeah. that it's like impossible not to know if he's talking. 
well, yeah. <laughs> and I funny. saw Lou Ferrigno once uh, at some con, and boy, he looked like a dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just not having it, man. Um, oh, that's anyway, so yeah, maybe <laughs> think twice. Don't meet your like super successful he- heroes. Well, I don't know. Nathan Finley is probably a really great dude. But you could probably catch him on the wrong day, too. So I know. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question I came up with. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Really, I don't, I, so I don't, I don't know how to talk about this episode. Like, I, I, wa- I rewatched it once. This is the episode I have the hardest time rewatching. Yeah, it's a tough one. I get by the end of it, I'm as emotional as they are, mm-hmm. and I just I get beside myself. I was going to rewatch it before we talked, and I guess started it, and I was like, "Nope, I can't <laughs> do this." Like I watched it earlier this week, I made all my notes, and that's 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 going to be it because I can't log in and talk about this having already started crying. Oh so. no. <laughs> Yeah, probably a wise, wise, wiser choice. But we, <laughs> I don't know what, what. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't really know how to start this either. It it is so, a rather depressing one. But well, it starts with some funny stuff though. Like Higgins yeah. getting dropped off is <laughs> so delightful. Like his wife and his kids, and which I, I need. <laughs> I needed to double check this, and I will before we get into like the more Higgins centric episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's his real wife. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. And I, and that they've been married for like forever and a day. Oh, that's um, neat. So like his, his like, uh, romantic stories have like some basis in like his real life. Um, Ted getting like whacked in the <laughs> the face because he's staring at his phone <laughs> is uh, is pretty funny. Um, that was pretty hysterical. Just uh, falls to the floor. I was like, oh, yeah. ouch! <laughs> Becomes a thing. Him hitting his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I almost brought up uh, musicals as a question because musicals pop up constantly in the show yeah um, i feel like we've talked about theater before but him and rebecca have that conversation where he's he's like unburdening on her about his wife and child coming oh. and uh he talks about therapy which was another one i thought i was like mm, talking about therapy might be too <laughs> too much like do you go to <laughs> therapy <laughs> have you ever been to therapy um but uh, uh, they have a, a safe word makes it sound like something it isn't. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does. But yes, Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oklahoma is the the, the word there um, to where you have to like stop what you're doing and tell the truth, which is such an interesting like insight to like not just him, but I guess like everybody in general, like how much shit we just casually lie about just so we don't have to have uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so true. And you kind of, I mean, you kind of, 
learn to do the same things to kind of like, this is going to sound dumb, but almost in some ways, like preserve your relationships and <laughs> your, you yeah. know, with other, like with other people and not like in a bad way, but just about like little things. It's kind of like, well, I'm just don't really want to get into that type of a, even not like argument, but just like conversation right now. So it's just like, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Like I'm fine. <laughs> And, and I, I think I think women are worse about it than men also. Um, yeah, a lot of men tend to be just like think we can just say whatever we want and like, oh, it'll be fine. Um, mm. I'm 100 percent guilty of that. So, like, <laughs> I I tell the truth when I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And when it's like stupid, like you could have just said, yeah, it's fine. Um, but I'm just like, eh, well. You know, it kind of bothers me, and then it becomes a whole, like, well, why does that bother you? I'm like, I, I don't know, it just does, but it's not a big deal. Well, then it becomes a big deal. <laughs> yes, also true. Um, um, but yeah, I their conversation I, is, like like we're saying, really telling, but I do love the moment where Ted's like, oh, you're loving this. And she goes, yeah, it's great. And he goes, Oklahoma. And she goes, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I just love every, like, acting choice that she makes with stuff like that. It just absolutely kills me. I, I yeah. <laughs> I, I, at some point, am going to go on, like, uh, her and Brett Goldstein both. I'm going to, mm. like, dive into, like, I have to find other things that these actors have done. Because I love them so much in these roles. And I want to see like them outside of this. Uh, her especially. She is so mm-hmm. fantastic. And I mean, we'll get to her singing in a yes. few episodes. But like, <laughs> she's it's fucking incredible, man. <laughs> like, she oh. is just amazing. And like, she has such good like timing and dry wit that's not so dry that it's uh like i was reading something uh, about alan rickman um Mm. a few days ago one of the harry potter kids uh was uh given an interview god knows how long ago but they asked about (laughs) alan rickman and they're like he was like i was terrified of him for like the first six years but then once i got to know him i understood that like he just has this very dry kind of wit like you think he's being an asshole and it's just so dry that it comes off that way but she she's not like it's dry but like it's just tinged enough that like you're like oh yeah she's it's a joke it's not straight up just being an asshole um um, yeah yeah so uh i I heard a similar interview now i'm trying to remember which which harry potter kid it was it was either the guy that plays neville or it was rupert who plays ron i can't remember which one of them it was it may have been both of them yeah there's been a lot of harry potter stuff in the news because i guess that game is coming out yeah um which i don't have a ps5 or xbox whatever the new one is so even if i want to play it i can't i don't think the other versions come out for like three or four months but I don't know. I know we've talked about this. Like, I'm so on the fence on, like, I don't like a lot of the things she says, and I don't want to give her money, but I also <laughs> really enjoy Harry Potter. Yes. So. 
I think my love for Harry Potter, sadly, will continue to win. Um, (laughs) It's such a weird thing because I get so upset with like Star Wars fans who are possessive of Star Wars and think that they own it. So anything that isn't like up to what they think it should be in Star Wars, I'm just like, then that's just not for you, man. Like, it's fine. (laughs) But then like the reverse of that is like, I'm so like uh, like on board with the idea of Harry Potter fans being like, yeah, we know you created this, but fuck you, this is ours now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, eh, eh, I know it's so contradictive. <laughs> just just a little bit. You got you got a foot in both camps there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Keely going to visit Jamie is, uh, <laughs> like such a. Uh, just a thing. Uh, a, she. So, I don't. Know, I don't know where you stand on this. She broke up with him, and I know yep. she's like doing like whatever for his career, and they were close. And but like, even after you break up with somebody, do you just walk into their house? <laughs> I, I mean, to her credit, we, less than twenty four hours later, would you really expect them to be with someone else? Him? Yes. <laughs> I would have been like, well, he's going to take somebody home from the party. <laughs> okay, fair. But in a normal situation, <laughs> in her no. defense, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but she it... didn't immediately go home with somebody else. <laughs> exactly. He had two dates to the party. <laughs> it, yeah, and he neither one of which he went home. With. <laughs> yeah, the old man took one of them home. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He sure did. Um, I I love his. I don't know if you noticed it, but like the weird balloon dog thing at the door. Like if Did you go back and rewatch that. it, there's like this giant dog statue, golden dog statue, but it looks like a balloon dog. Huh? Like it's such a weird That's thing. Bizarre. Like it, I immediately every time my eye is drawn to that. Um. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so she meets Jamie's, uh, the girl he brought home, uh, who is like a big fan. She's like, I'm such a big fan. Um, that makes um, me laugh every time. She's like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, what, what do you say in this situation? <laughs> so awkward. I, I really want to like spend time in Jamie's house because, like, so the balloon dog and then. Like, there's several shots around his kitchen where, like, it looks like something somebody designed. But then there's also, like, these, like, robot statues (laughs) of, like, Transformers, it looks like, or something. Like, just around the kitchen, which clearly he was like, well, I like this, so I'm putting it here. And it's, like, such an odd, like, you know, you paid an interior designer And you were like, I'm also still a child, and here's my Transformers statue. So, not that I'm nagging on that, because I 100% have tons of that crap. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I I think it's funny. It is an interesting, when you kind of, like, just stop and look at the scenery, it is really interesting to see. Like, it's such, like, a modern kind of, like, sleek design and, like, styling to the house, but then you get these weird touches that are just very Jamie. <laughs> and it's and, so funny. I love the, the, you're welcome bit. Like that's my fate. 
it might be my favorite part of the episode where she's just like <laughs> i want she's being so sarcastic like i want to thank you usually i second guess myself after a breakup and yeah. da, 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 da. it's like oh do you mean it you're welcome <laughs> i know she, she's like i don't i don't know how to take this thank, thank you <laughs> this is so funny Oh, um, he's so, he's so, he's so like awkward, but not like, it's just the things that he says make the situation awkward, but he's just very simple about certain things. <laughs> so I, I would also like to see him in something else to see if it's different. Like if not, not that he's the asshole that he is on the show, but like, if that's just like something he just like brings forward or because if, if, if this is straight up acting, he might be the best actor on the show. Also true. <laughs> because like I everything he's doing, I just like it's like uh, I'm sure we've had this conversation. You did not watch Game of Thrones, correct? No, I did not. So there's this kid, uh, Joffrey, who oh. is a total like he's just. A piece of shit on the show like he's Terrible he like kills People he's like this little kid that like tortures Women like it oh. is awful And you Hate this character like, You hate him Like you spend three years four years However long it is waiting For someone to kill this kid <laughs> Which is horrible because he's a Child like he's 14 Oh wow uh, or he's supposed to Be like 14 I think on the show Um and the actor that played him, people would come up to him in real life and just like slap him. Oh, like, that's how good his performance is. Which you know, a those people need some help separating reality from fiction. But yeah. like, you're so fucking good <laughs> at this that people cannot draw that line. You know. Yeah. Like, they want to walk up to you and tell you how much they hate you. He's not quite that level. But, like, I I, I do worry if I ever met this guy in person, I would just be like, I, I don't like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, of course, that, that I mean, that, uh, slight spoilers, that changes that goes on. You realize how complex a character is. But, like, in the first yeah. few episodes, it's just like, I don't like this guy. He's a prick. <laughs> Yes, he's very full of himself. He, yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. He, he, yeah, you definitely, your feelings towards Jamie change, but yeah. <laughs> or at least <laughs> uh, Actually, I don't know. My favorite moment, my, so the training montage comes after this. And, oh. <laughs> uh, which is a lot of fun because it's Ted putting Jamie in his place. But yep. him talking about making the extra pass to Sam and he's like, Sam, shit. Like, and then Sam comes around and he's like, I heard my name. Are you talking about me? <laughs> like, oh, I just love Sam so much. <laughs> oh, yes, I do too. That's such a great character. I just, uh, I listened recently to um, one of the interviews that Brett Goldstein does with that, with that actor. It was fun. Yeah, I, on his podcast, I need to download yeah. those episodes. Yeah, um, I, I listened to, not the first one, because uh, the first one is, like, really, really old. I haven't gone quite that far back in, into the into the archives, but I, yeah, I listened to the 
the resurrection one where he he brings him back to life. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't listened to a ton of the resurrection ones because um, I'm always like, I need to listen to the first one. But I guess you don't really have to. Um, yeah, it's usually really just to. fun to hear him talk about movies. Um, but yeah, awesome. I need I need to download those. Um, I'll probably do that this weekend. Um, yeah, that, that guy's just so much fun, man. Um, so yeah, he and of course then Ted's wife and child show up mm-hmm. and immediately he, he first he's like, "We're gonna keep doing this till we get it right," and then you hear, <laughs> "Dad, Dad," and he like so he's like, "Practice is canceled." <laughs> <laughs> And he takes off running. He's like, that's brighter uh, than he thinks it is. Yeah, that's such a good <laughs> <laughs> that, That's a good line. I think that's one, of, that's one of the ones that always makes me laugh where he gets there. He's like, huh? I thought you guys were going to meet me halfway. Never yeah. mind. It's all right. <laughs> that was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um. So uh, his, his kid, the kid's fine. Um. I I need to pay closer attention because I'm curious if that's his kid throughout the show. Um, oh, but really? Does it change? Yeah, I don't know. Because, um, like, I was trying to pay attention when I rewatched it recently. Like I was saying, I usually actually skip over most of this episode because um, it's just so tough. Um mm-hmm. But the the actress that plays his wife, uh, I don't know if she pronounces it Andrea or Andrea or Andrea, because um, I've never actually seen her or anybody talk about her, really. Mm-hmm. But she is an actress that I've been, I'm just going to say, basically in love with for, like, <laughs> the entire existence of, like, her acting career. Like, so many things I've seen her in. And I've just loved her in everything. But uh, she's recently in the uh, that 90s show reboot. She plays the new next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in the best show she was ever in was probably uh, Better Off Ted, mm. which I think I brought up before. Um, it's you have, avail- and I haven't seen it, but yeah. yeah. It's available for streaming, and it is so... So freaking good. Um, but I've just, I've loved her in anything I've ever seen her in. Like, even the shitty Friends spinoff, Joey, which I'm not a big Friends in, friends fan anyway. But, uh, I like, I watch Joey because she's in it playing, I think his sister. Or, mm. I mean, he had like 20 sisters, but like yeah. one of sisters. Um, like, she was in Oz. Uh, just... So much stuff, and I, I just I love her so freaking much, and I was so happy when she was playing his wife, and then you realize kind of what's going on, and it's like, oh, this makes me really sad. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I mean, I don't. It's just such like a, a tough thing to talk about because in in the beginning. It's kind of like confusing in the beginning of this episode because up until this point, we've only been seeing like Ted's perspective. But yeah. then and and we kind of, you know, we get the impression that their marriage is on the rocks and like you only hear like bits and pieces of their conversations. And mostly I think we pretty much only hear Ted's side. And then 
you know, when she shows up to see him, it it's like nothing, like nothing changed. It's like, hap- like they've got this great, happy marriage and happy, like, relationship, like, at first. Or at least that's how it kind of seemed to me. And then slowly but surely you just kind of ride it down until you see the reality of what's actually happening. Yeah. I, I mean, and it part of you wants to, to like from early on, maybe it's just me, but like the conversations you hear with him on the phone with her, um, mm-hmm. like a few times he's like, don't, don't cry, like, stuff like that. And you're like, it's easy to think that she's upset because he took this job. Like it kind of just ma- not makes him an asshole, but like, oh, you just got ahead of yourself and stupidly took a job in England that took you away from your family. And then you find out, no, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Like she needed space and he kind of just still overreacted and took a job that gave her all the space she could want. So, which mm-hmm. I would argue is still super shitty, man. Like you left her to raise your son alone. <laughs> Like, that's fucked up. (laughs) So, so, all right, you need space? Fine. I'm going to another country for months at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, like, you get to love Ted so much that you kind of want to be on his side. And then, like, throughout this episode, it's just like, oh, it's not really that there are sides. It's just that it doesn't work anymore and yeah it's so damn sad yeah it um, is. but there's there's jamie hawking the beer like that's fine oh my god <laughs> the oh brunicorn <laughs> that was hilarious i was like wow this is this is just another one of those things where he's just like this will be a great idea. And it's just such a terrible, like terrible thing. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is hilarious because it's so bad. Like it's so bad. You have to laugh. <laughs> I I hope that the way it went down was like, they had this idea for this scene. And this guy is so good at like improv. They just <laughs> left the camera on and he just went for like 20 minutes with these like weird like uh, like the brunicorn and the beer bee and like all of that stuff like he just kept going kept riffing and they're like well we have to cut some of it but <laughs> this 30 second scene just became like two minutes long because he's just killing it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i would love to know how much of that was scripted versus versus improv i mean you know some of the beats have to be because like Keely, you know, Keely's in the back, kind of like, oh no, don't do, <laughs> don't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> which, which made me laugh. But I, I do love what ultimately kind of comes comes out of that, you know, between her and Rebecca. So that's yeah, that's uh, pretty awesome. A new career opportunity for her. <laughs> She's like, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm sort of famous for being almost famous which is a weird way because she's a model it's a weird way to describe being a model <laughs> it is yeah it is um she's like a british kardashian um, <laughs> i know i'm like i don't like it was just such a weird way to describe what she does i was like that's odd <laughs> oh and uh jamie showing off his t- uh, I, 
well, I'll save it for a favorite joke, but showing off his tattoos is <laughs> so, so funny. Um, <laughs> it just, I, I don't know. I, I, this, this guy, man, he, he's just, yeah, he's great. I, I think he might be the best, the best of, of the actors on the show. He's just so good at playing clueless <laughs> and a dick and just, just everything. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, dumb. <laughs> but it's so funny. He's like trying to drink the beer and look at the camera at the same time. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, uh, let's see what's after that is, uh, oh, Ted taking his family to the pub, which is, oh, when they walk in, it's fantastic because it's just the one mouthy dude being like, hey, you fucking wanker. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my family. <laughs> um, and I guess that's when we really start getting into the like, oh, this is very awkward. Like, because like, they don't really know what to say to each other. Like, it just becomes about like, oh, do they wrap the fish in newspaper and... Very that's the, Yeah, that's the conversation you're having with your husband who you haven't seen in months. Yeah. It just um I don't know, yeah, it's it's really it's fucking it's rough to watch, man. Um and she is just so good. Like she nails like all of the emotion of it. Um to just come in and be this outlier and I just uh, I'm always in awe of just how great an actress she is. Um, I don't want to turn it into a like love fest and be like, this is how great she is. But like, so I, I'm trying to keep it to a minimum. Um, no, she was no, she was really good. I I like her. And like after that is the whole like the just like a montage, right? Like they're putting the the Lego thing together and like it like it shows them like sleeping in the bed and like it feels very like oh this is all gonna work out right yeah just you know then he catches her like crying at the window and they have that that moment that just is I can't talk about it (laughs) it's hard it 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 really is like it's it's a really hard scene to watch just because, you know, she she feels like she's she's the one like letting everything down, which in a way she kind of, you know, I mean, she is. But it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not like a like a bad thing. You know, like it, it's she's she just doesn't feel the same anymore. And she's got to find a way to, like, let it go and move on. And, you know, ultimately, that's what she's she's able to do and kind of like articulate. But like this part of it is just so heartbreaking because like she's she's like i'm you know breaking apart my family like i, I can't do this like I'll, I'll try harder like i i can i can meet you where you are and he's just like i can't keep doing this to you you know what i mean like it just it was yeah it was, it was tough yeah i, I yeah it's so it's it's difficult to watch having been like if you've been through any kind of relationship anything mm-hmm. like it's so painful, but like it's 
I don't know. I'm, part of me is just like, well, that's never been my experience. Usually after those somewhat heartfelt things or truly heartfelt things, somebody gets pissed and starts yelling. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, um, that's been, unfortunately, my experience. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's not. Because um, nobody likes to think that they've just wasted years of their life. Um, although, in her case, I, it wouldn't be wasted. Like, having a family and, like... Yeah. I get you like there's all that that happened because of it so um so maybe that changes the perspective a little bit um there is another fun scene with Keely and Roy uh mm-hmm. which uh, like continues the I can get at you even though you you keep saying nobody can get at you <laughs> <laughs> It's like, but at practice, he wouldn't pass the Sam. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like a whole thing. And he, he's like trying to explain it. And it just, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't come out right. It's just. <laughs> I love Roy, Roy when he's having an awkward moment. It's so good. <laughs> when he's flustered. Oh, I yeah. know. He, he does that so well. I love it. It's so different to like listen to him on his podcast and then compare him to like the Roy character. Yeah, he's it's so nothing like him. Yeah, he's kind of soft spoken and very like uh, generous and like upbeat just, and positive. Yeah, and it's like Roy is just such a uh, err. Um, <laughs> if so, I brought up shrinking a few times, but like mm-hmm. uh, if he were older he would be playing the Harrison Ford part in that show shrinking Mm. because that's the, I mean, it's written as like Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford, but like, that's kind of the way it is. Like grumpy old man, like just er at everything, you know, shakes fist at cloud. So. (laughs) Yeah. Shakes fist at cloud. That's hilarious. (laughs) So we, we have a first in this episode. We do. Which is. We we get to see them play football. Yay! Like we're uh, five episodes in, and we've yet to see a match. And I mean, that's like uh, I, I don't know, almost half the episode. Yeah, it's a good like ten minutes. Um, I, and I I love the the old man too. Like I, we have not talked about the old man who keeps seeing Ted. But, like, he shows up a few times in this episode. <laughs> but, uh, oi, yank, wanker, don't fuck up the match. Um, I love um, their, relation, their relationship. It's it's yeah. very simple, but it's, it's, it's fun <coughs> to watch it evolve. Oh, and this is the origin of the Lasso Personal Dilemma Squad, too. Um, so, you know, he kind of, like, I alluded to it earlier, but he talks about the uh, kind of, like, this is he gave her space and kind of breaks down everything that happened with them. Mm, um, mm-hmm. We find out Nate's dad was a cartographer, which is such an odd bit of trivia. <laughs> that is odd. I think that I think that detail escaped me like entirely. I, I did I did not remember that. <laughs> He's just like he used to say I was point zero 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 one meters tall or or whatever it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. Uh, the matches, yeah, it's a good like ten minutes of the episode, and it's I'm I'm gonna tell you, man, 
when I watch soccer highlights, when I watch movies, shows, whatever, when they're playing soccer, soccer is kind of a thing in Shrinking. One of the uh, Mm. characters' daughters plays soccer, and there's a little bit of that in there. It always looks so exciting. But then, like, I watch a (laughs) soccer match on TV, and I'm just, like, bored out of my mind. (laughs) Yeah, the only the the only soccer that gets uh, truly exciting is uh is is world is World Cup. It's got to be like World Cup stakes for yeah. for things things start getting a little, little crazy and a little, little chippy. But I don't know. Like I mean, some of the Premier League games I haven't sat down and watched one in a little bit. But some of those, especially you know when you're getting towards towards the end there and the of the of the season or whatever. Um, those get kind of exciting too, but yeah, overall, I mean, soccer is not a, uh, it, it, it's not a like exciting sport to watch unless it's a sport you play. If that makes sense. I'm going to, and just so if anybody listens and thinks that I'm being typically American about this, I don't think baseball is that exciting to watch either. Unless you're like. If I you're play soccer <laughs> in in the stands. Like I love going to a baseball game, but like half of going to a baseball game is going around the stadium, mm-hmm. you know, and like getting like the food you shouldn't eat and like seeing all the stuff at the stadium. It's not like actually, but but like I love like you were talking about World Cup playoff baseball. I I generally mm. love like. Mm. uh Unless it's a team I hate, but then I'm watching to watch them get beat. But like, I, I like watching playoff baseball. Now football, I can watch any football, and I know we've talked about that. Like American yeah. football, it's just it's it's a lot of stop and go, but it's still all exciting to me. Um, but it's yeah, fa- that, it's faster paced. Yeah, uh, baseball is just you know it's it's about as exciting as golf to watch for the most part. Like. You I'd know, rather so, watch golf, to be honest. <laughs> so, some games are exciting. Now, I was at the – me and my sister-in-law and my niece went to the Braves uh, game where they – not the World Series game, but the uh, championship game. They got oh, them into wow. the World Series. We were there at the final game when they won. Oh, wow. That was fucking exciting. <laughs> I bet that was nuts. Yes. It was insane. Um, and, and like, I've never experienced anything in a stadium quite like that. Um, it might've been different if they lost, but they didn't, they won. (laughs) The fucking place went insane. Um, um, you know, my brother was a big Braves fan too. So, and it was like the year after he passed. So like, there was a lot of emotion tied to it too. But, uh, um, Anyway, uh, back to Ted Lasso. What did you think about the showdown with him and Jamie in the locker room? It's a lot of Jamie in this episode. It's yeah. Ted's relationship and Jamie being a dick. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. There, there was a lot of him in this episode, but like, I mean, I because when I like first watched it, like I, I binged everything. Like I kind of forget like what happens in like which episodes. And as we're going back and rewatching, I'm like, oh wow, this was a really this person centric episode or this, there's a, this person in here a lot, but, um, Oh gosh, like the, the, the showdown with him and Ted, like, I mean, it's Jamie, he just, 
<laughs> what else can you say about Jamie? Like he's, he's just just a, just a prick, man. He's just a prick. I and know. Ted keeps trying, like keeps trying to be like, you gotta be part of the team, man. And like it's, it, I mean, he brings it home in this episode because Jamie does because he's like, it's me. I'm the only thing you got. It's Jamie Tart. I'm the one they're cheering for. Like it's when we first get the Jamie Tart, do, 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 yes. do, do, you know, and <laughs> like, it, you know, that's where that started in this episode. And like, he's very much like breaking it down to Ted. Like I'm not buying into your bullshit. Let me go out there and do my job and you can just do whatever you want and leave me alone. And I know. Um, like Ted seems to let it go until he's out there on the field and pointing to the me, you know, doing the me, me pointing yeah. to the back of his Jersey and then he just loses it, man. Um, which it's, it's such a great moment when he just runs up to the stands. It's, <laughs> I love the announcers, man. They're so great. Uh, those guys are hysterical. It's like the two old men, from the Muppet show. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to put that. That's true. They are really funny. Like in, in some of their like commentary, like you have to, it, it's almost like, I want to say like blink and you miss it, except it's like, it's like, you know, like auditory, like, you know what I mean? It's not something like you're visually seeing. A lot of times they have their commentary kind of going on in the background and it's like, you, you gotta, you gotta like really listen to it. Cause it's, it's good. I, yeah. I enjoy them. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it, so maybe if I if I could listen to I, I love the British sense of humor like I always have. Um, <laughs> and so maybe if I listen to like them call football games, like at least I would be like in it for the the commentary, you know, um, if it's True. like. If it's like that, which I understand a lot of it, it's way more professional than the stuff they say. But um, I know, like a lot of this is well. I mean, yes and no. A lot of it, it I mean, they're not wrong. The matches are yeah broadcast live. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm. It's it's different. It it's different. I, I feel like in a real football match, um, the announcers are more like matter of fact and like talking. I guess more like football announcers and here's the plays and here's what's going on. And then you get like so, uh, some color commentary like here and there, but not like they do in the, the show. It's definitely written for TV. I, for sure. I used to, I used to watch a lot of tennis. Are you a tennis person? Not really. Okay. Um, I, I, I used to, I was a huge Sharapova fan. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I loved her and I loved watching her play. And so I would, like, I would stay up in the middle of the night to watch the Australian Open, you know, so I could see them play. I love, this sounds like typical dude shit, but I loved watching women's tennis, honestly, because I think they fucking play harder. Like, (laughs) they are out there, like, just going at it um you know and the men always there there were the the men that did but like for the most part that it just didn't look like they were like i don't know they just didn't look like they were playing that hard um so i would i would love i loved watching women's tennis matches and the tennis announcers i i don't think i ever heard one that i was just like 
I like this guy. They were all assholes. Oh, wow. Like, they would say the shittiest things about the players. And like, and they were mostly ex-tennis players. And I'm oh just like, God. this must be the most backbiting community of athletes <laughs> ever. Because <laughs> all they do is talk shit about everybody that's, like, you just mad because you can't go down there and do it anymore? Anyway. Oh, that's oh beside gosh. the point. <laughs> that is funny. I, I hated listening to him, man. Oh, I hated it. Now, if it was a men's tennis match, it was very ass kissy. Like, uh, the, it was huh. like uh, Jokovic, like any of those big names, they would just like talk about them like they were the second son of God. And but like the women's tennis, oh my, like I heard so much shit said about uh, the. Uh, Venus and Serena, like not like borderline racist things, but just like so shitty. <laughs> like, oh wow! Just like you know, they could like come up here and literally beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fittest athletes in the world, <laughs> and they probably should. <laughs> um. Oh man. Uh, so uh, Ted benches Jamie, um, which of course Rebecca goes along with because she wants to see the team sink, but yeah. then. It winds up being the actual right move, um, which I, I mean, I'm honestly surprised it took him that long. But I guess he was so adamant that Jamie was going to come over to his side that like and finally this is him just giving up um, being like, you know what? If you're not going to be a team player, you're not going to be on the team. You're not going to be on the field. Uh which like I'm a hundred percent in for. Like I, I I get like that watching football, like American football, like players that go out there and do shit that like clearly is all about them and not like being a team player. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you sit down, man. Like you know, you're making it. If you want to be the star of the show, fucking go to Broadway. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, go do a one-man show. It's a team sport. I know. Um, that that drives me crazy, too. That drives me crazy, too. Did you have players like that? Yes. I, yeah. I've definitely played with players like that. Um, and it depends. Like, um, I re definitely remember it a little bit in high school, but it really stands out, stood out to me in college. Because the first year that we played, it was the first year of the team at the school. And so, I mean, we weren't good. We lost almost every match. And then, like, for the next season, um, the coach, you know, she had re recruited some people that she, I think she had coached high school before she came to coach us. And so, you know, she recruited a star player. And, you know, a, a lot of us kind of, like, sat on the bench and the and then, like, the play kind of was like, okay, we're going to give it to this one girl. And she's, you know, she's going to do the scoring and she's she's going to win us games. And, I mean, it worked for a while, but, I mean, a lot of us didn't really, you know, it's not, it's not as fun anymore. Because no one else is really kind of getting a fair chance. It's yeah. like the whole point is just to give it to this one person. And, yeah, so it's not it's not fun when you're a part of that and you're not the person um, don't know what it don't know what it's like to be that person <laughs> who's not me. <laughs> um, and but I I mean, at the end of the day, like I agree with Ted's approach because I mean, 
he he was I feel like starting to get through to Jamie, but then there were just like too many devils on his shoulder, if you will, you know, like yeah. whispering in his ear, like, oh, but you know, you're the best, and you're blah blah blah, and he's like, you know what, I am, and I'm I am the star, and I just I was like, he needs to be taken, he needs to be taken down a notch. So I think it was a good good choice, clearly, it worked yeah. out. And, and that halftime speech, man, like that's one of the best. There's a lot of great speeches in Ted Lasso, but like, uh, and ending it with like, hey, one more thing, everybody eyes up here, and then he walks out and then slaps the believe sign. Mm-hmm. Huh, it's like, I'm just like, yes, fucking yes. <laughs> 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 and then, I mean, they go out there and like they, they win. Roy makes the extra pass, and uh, Sam takes the goal, and they win the match. And I mean, I think they say earlier they have been on a four-game uh, well, losing streak, but the, I, they don't yes. call it a losing streak. I, they, they call it something else. Um, but, you know, they had lost four straight. And, mm-hmm. you know, like watching everybody go nuts and Rebecca, like, like try to pretend to look happy. <laughs> Yay! Oh. <laughs> Like, shit, he did it. I I told him he could do the thing that I thought was going to, like, sink them, put them five straight losses. And, like, it it just worked out to their <laughs> advantage. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> the celebration, Ted and Beard and uh, um, uh, what's his name? Jumping on Ted. He's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, I know. I, oh, the rea- I, the reactions like I mean, it, it, they, sometimes they like feel so genuine. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's, a, it's a really great show. Yeah. Um, Beard has a really great moment where he does the uh, the thing where he's like, "You hear that?" And they're saying, "Wanker, wanker, wanker." <laughs> so, well, it's the same word, but same word, but different. Like it's different. And he says something about you know, like in the eighties when bad meant good. He says, who was the president back then? He says, Ronald Reagan. And then he does the Ronald Reagan, the actor, you know, which is, that's totally, dark. <laughs> he calls it out Doc Brown from Back to the Future, which always makes me smile. Uh, I mean, you know, because you listen to us talk about it all the fucking mm-hmm. time. It was mm-hmm. such a big thing for me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and a huge part of uh, Mr. Robot, too. Uh, yep. Which, uh, 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 total two second sidebar carly this this sounds terrible and i'm just gonna be terrible for a minute carly checking is getting a divorce and i'm just like <laughs> okay like so carly checking is single like i'm single so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> exactly <laughs> like so i could date elliot's sister right like i love her <laughs> she's great man she is like, great you know She's a, a little bit crazy, but you know, I know she's not the character, but you know, her character was a little bit crazy. I, I like a little bit crazy. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> that is random and hilarious, and I did not know that, but uh, yeah, I, I just randomly saw it. Um, so we get two, like, we get a couple breaking up, Ted and his wife, and then a uh, another like moment with Keely and Roy. Which is Roy, like, trying to be nice. 
<laughs> and then like it gets he's like, all right, good night, Keely, and just walks away. <laughs> I know. So great. Um Wait. <laughs> I if if I if I do recall, that is I, I wouldn't say exactly foreshadowing of something in the future, but no. <laughs> But yeah, it is. But it's uh, the same. It's kind of the exact same thing. Yeah, uh, that, that's a great moment. That's so funny. Um, it, um we we not talked a ton because I've avoided talking about Ted and his wife. But like that moment with them and the rain and her and uh, you're just letting me go. You're not quitting. Like I just fucking oh. breaks uh, breaks my heart. I know that. Oh, wow. I know that was that's a tough one. Tough one to watch. And then, yeah, they drive away. And you get Ted in the episode with Ted and Beard drinking beers on a bench in in the rain, which is feels very British. So it does feel very British. But it's also just like one of those scenes, you know. Like you just it they stick with you. It sticks with you. Do you know why you tap the beer glass? Like I, I know I get the cheers thing, but there's like tap and then tap the bottom. Um, I don't know the thing behind that. I don't I don't know the thing behind it, but it is a it's a thing. Yeah. It it is a thing. I I feel like it's a British thing. Yeah. Um or possibly because the only time I've ever done that is out drinking beers with uh, soccer soccer mates. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, and I I don't remember if that was a thing we picked up because I, I played with a few British guys, so I don't know if that was a thing that they did, and so because like they did it, we did it, or if if it was just a thing like it's like you know a soccer slash football kind of thing. I, I I'm not sure. I can't remember the origin for it. Um, but yeah, no. Maybe I'll look that up. Um, so we can we I know we've gone a little long. Sorry, everybody. Um, but we can end with this. Not I, I said the last week was in a joke heavy episode, but it was funny. There's not a lot of humor in this episode. Um, no, there's some lighter stuff in the beginning, and maybe maybe a little bit with some. Do you, do you have a favorite funny moment? Um, I feel like we've already, I mean, I feel like we've already talked about all of them. There, the, some of the stuff in the beginning at the Roy and Keeley stuff, I mean, is just gold. Yeah. Uh, that, that just Keeley. kills me. <laughs> like him, like trying to walk away as fast as possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, Roy. Just cracks uh, me up. Um, the, I mean, we already talked the, with Rebecca, uh, in the, in the very beginning, <laughs> Oklahoma, I do not. It's yeah. just the way she, that, she does yeah. that. She just it's flips a, it. Yeah, it's a perfect reading. Um, I think mine is Jamie showing off his tattoos. Oh, but h- yeah. Him saying, because um, I alluded to it earlier, but him saying, this one right here is my favorite. It's, ta- it's uh, is he saying Mandarin or Chinese? I think he just says Chinese. It's yeah. Chinese for arm. Like he got <laughs> <laughs> arm tattooed on his arm. Like, it's fucking perfect Jamie. (laughs) Oh, Jamie. And it's so quick. Like, you gotta, like, you gotta catch it. Because he says it so fast. Um, And it's, and it's, sometimes his accent is a little tough to understand. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he has those long, like, uh, 
are, are quiet moments. Like mm-hmm. it, it gets really difficult to understand him. Um, Cause Roy's very like slow and methodical. Like he has a few moments where he gets like really amped up and talks fast, mm-hmm. but doing that like gruff voice tends to make it like more, uh, just easier to understand where Jamie's voice has that like higher pitch to it. And when he starts going, it's just like, I, I can't keep up. I do watch with the subtitles on. So do you, I, I, I don't, but my, my British is decent, but his, his accent is tough. I don't, I, I want to say it's a little bit Welsh um, and Welsh accents are hard. Um, although I, have you, um, did you watch the show, the Americans? Uh, I've seen a few episodes. I, I know everybody loved it. I, I just fell yeah. away from watching it and never caught back up. Um, the actor that plays Philip, um, like the main, like the main character, yeah, the the dad. He's um, he's Welsh. Really? It, yes. I did uh, not know that. Yes, he. <laughs> and I mean, you would you wouldn't know it from watching the Americans. His 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 American accent is quite quite good. Um, I had no idea, and then I I feel I. Forget how I learned it. I, I looked it up one day, or maybe I heard an interview, and uh, he opened his mouth, and it was very, very, very different. <laughs> and so, it uh, the the Welsh accent is is a little tougher. It's it's just it's really different. You should <laughs> look up an interview yeah. with him, and uh, and you can and you can hear it. But so it'd be like the first time I saw uh, what's his name that plays House. Um, yes, Hugh Laurie. I was like, yeah, I'm like holy shit, that dude's British. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I had no idea about that either. Um. But yeah, Matthew Reese. He has um, Matthew Reese. Thank you. Uh, uh, the HBO uh, Perry Mason. He's in the new Perry Mason on HBO mm. that I've been really, really wanting to catch up with and just have not had time because it's, he's in it. Like Shea Wiggum's in it, oh. and uh, more than anything, Tatiana Maslany is in it, oh. um, who I am also in love with because, <laughs> like, Orphan Black, man. Oh my God. That that show was uh, so incredible, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Matthew Reese, yeah, I, I love that dude. Um, I love the cast of the Americans. It just was never um, oh, so the one I could good. could keep up with. Did not know he was Welsh though. Mm-hmm. Like you're right, his accent is great. I don't think I've ever seen anything where he wasn't an American. American. Uh, he yeah. he voices a character in an Archer episode. I, I almost want to say he voices himself, but I don't think it is himself. But it's it's a it's a Welsh guy. Um, okay, the, so I would not have known it was him. So that's yeah, because I love Archer. Yeah, yeah, it, it, but it's old Archer, like like early seasons Archer. Um, but it well maybe not super early seasons Archer, uh, because it was it was during the run of the Americans though for sure. Um, because he was definitely on my radar and. There's another there's another show that I watched where he he is a um he does play a a British like a British guy, um and I think he uses his real accent. I I can see him. I can see a specific scene, but I for the life of me cannot remember what show it is. It's like a like a medieval kind of show almost. Uh, I'm looking at his IMDb page. Clearly, I've just not watched anything outside of the American shit that he's done. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he plays uh, Lloyd in uh, an early episode of uh, Archer. You're right. Um, yeah. I need to go back and watch that. Uh, 
But yeah, looking at all the other stuff he's done, I'm like, oh, well, a lot of this is like across the pond shows. I've just never watched them. So, um, cause like he was, the first time I saw him in anything was, uh, what's the name of the show? Uh, Brothers and Sisters. Uh, like Sally Field was in it. He was in it. Calista Flockhart was in it. Um, it had like this huge, great cast. Um, and I watched like the first like three or four seasons of Rob Lowe was in it. Um, oh, wow. I love Rob Lowe. Yeah, it was a really great like family drama show. Um, and I was like, oh, this guy's really good. And I, literally everything else I've ever seen him in has been American stuff. And he's also one of those guys where I see him and I'm like, like, I wonder why he doesn't work a lot more than he does. And he does. It's just in shit that I don't watch. <laughs> so, yeah. Which I know the Americans was on for like five years. So, um, it may have been the bastard executioner. Uh, anyway, um, I, not a lot to talk about for like future episodes. Cause this is a very like, Nope, we're going to keep the depressing shit contained to this episode. Uh, <laughs> but it's I mean, okay. kind of. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some more moments coming, but. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, I should say, I don't think it's anything we haven't talked about before. Um, but it is nice that they get all of the emotional, like super emotional heavy stuff out. Like, not out completely, but like in this one episode. Because the next episode becomes such a, like, zany kind of thing. Because we get introduced to the, like, I guess Ted could be kind of toxically positive, And Danny <laughs> Rojas is, like, <laughs> the opposite of toxic positivity. It's just, like, the positivity you really, really want. Because the dude's joyful. a fucking sunbeam man like <laughs> yeah he I is love that guy um <laughs> oh. Uh, oh man so yeah i'm excited to talk about uh danny rojas yes uh, i'm excited I, to talk about him too i still can't believe we've we've sort of kind of talked about this that 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 a certain scene doesn't happen until season two i straight up yeah did not remember that again problem with binging <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't have anything else for this episode. So I, I was honestly straight up kind of dread after I rewatched it, I was like, I'm dreading talking about this episode because I do not want to talk about the emotional relationship stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's something we have to get like, I don't, I mean, we, we didn't, you know, you don't have to get in like heavy into it, but I feel like we explained our pieces, you know, and I don't know, yeah. that was a good conversation. I thought we, yeah. It's just super, like, I don't know. It's not that it's awkward or anything. It's just always so heavy. It like, is. It hits me, like, super hard. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't want to talk about it, because if I talk about it, I might start crying. Oh, <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we made it. Uh, We're we here. Um, <laughs> anyway. got Danny Rojas so. coming. You can check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. Uh, it's kind of quiet right now. Um, I don't know what's going on, but nobody has any time. So, like, I haven't oh, no. been doing much. I went from, like, doing four podcasts a week to, like, well, I might get two in. So, which is fine. I probably needed a break. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, this of course this go rate and review us on iTunes. I, I think we might be in other places. I submitted it, but I didn't follow up, so I should probably do that and see <laughs> if we are on any other devices. Um, but wherever you get it, you know, rate review us five stars, please. So um, and I'll let <laughs> just pimp her stuff. Yeah, you can find uh, me and my co-hosts over on the Tomorrow's Legends podcast. Uh, you can find it wherever wherever you want to listen to audio. Just search for Tomorrow's Legends. Right now, they are covering The Flash. I have not even watched the premiere, so <laughs> I will not be joining them. Um, but did it I will... premiere already? Yes, it did. Uh, they are recording tonight <laughs> as oh, we shit. speak, in fact. <laughs> I missed it. I certainly did as well. I'm pretty That's, sure it was on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you can see that that is absolutely how much I stopped caring about that show. Like, that is kind of sad. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to join them uh, to to cover it. Because, yeah, I was like, I just, I'll get to it. I just, I don't I don't care. I, I, I would rather watch Ted, rewatch Ted Lasso right now. <laughs> uh, I do know a spoiler for it. Have you heard about the... I don't know if it's the big bad, but one of the bad guys they're bringing in. The only one I distinctly heard about, uh, someone was talking about blood work and then isn't Thawn in it? Uh, maybe. Not? They're bringing in a character called Red Death, which uh, is from like a DC multiverse story. This yeah. what if like Dark Knights thing. What if Batman wasn't Batman, but he was a different. You know, what if Bruce Wayne was also the flash like what if batman had the speed force um and i do believe that they're going with um i can't remember the actress's name not the original actress for batgirl but the the one they brought in to replace her not ruby rose but the other uh actress is they're doing a like a gender swap there it's like what if she was she had the speed force which I say bad guy. I think in the books she want that or that character winds up being bad. So um, mm. anyway, I guess I should have said spoilers for anybody, but I don't know. It's in the news. And I was like, oh, they're bringing her back. That's nice. Um, Interesting. I'll catch up at some point. I don't. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm excited to see them bring Oliver Queen back. Um, if only yeah. to get a like better goodbye, but yeah, that show went downhill so fast. Um, but yeah, hey, Superman and Lois is back and in what a month. Yeah. About a month. Yeah. It'll, yeah, yeah. It'll be back in, I think it's back in mid March unless they've changed the dates again. Um, they, they do that from time to time. But, uh, last I, last I had heard it, I, I believe that it premieres in mid-March. So I'll be back for that one, um, covering that one. So, and that's the only other thing we're really covering right now. Um, we have a big back catalog if you like Legends of Tomorrow and, uh, Stargirl. But yeah. Yeah. That that's it for new stuff. The two, uh, of the later years, definitely the two best CW shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week talking about Danny Rojas, which is not the name of the episode, but it's yeah. going to be a lot of Danny Rojas talk because I fucking love that dude. So uh, we will uh, see you. See you guys then. 
<laughs> See you later. Football is life. <laughs>